So the talk today is cross-quarter days. And I bring that up because there is a reason to celebrate. There is always a reason to celebrate. There's an opportunity to celebrate. Um, we just had a cross-quarter day, which you probably heard about. Uh, in bulk is uh, one way of uh, identifying it. Um, and that's the Celtic name for the holiday that's the cross-quarter day. Uh, it's also called Candlemas. Um, and that takes place 40 days after Christmas. Uh, the Catholics also call it the Feast of the Presentation of Jesus, which is when he was first presented at the temple uh, 40 days after he was born. And that coincides with the other Feast of the Purification of the Virgin Mary, because according to Jewish tradition, a woman is un impure for the 40 days after she gives birth, and then she, she's purified and she can go through the thing again. And it all happens to take place on Imbolc, um, which is a cross-quarter day. And there are other cross-quarter days. You could probably get the idea that there are going to be four of them. And in fact, there are. And we have a demonstration right here behind me. Um, this represents home. This is Earth. And it's tilted a little bit away from the sun. The candle represents the sun. Um, these are not to scale. Uh, this is zoom. The, the real thing will not fit uh, on zoom. But during... The winter, the planet is tilted away and it spins and it's turned away from the sun on the northern hemisphere and towards the sun on the southern hemisphere, which is why we have winter and the southern hemisphere has summer at those times. And that's the quarter day, is when it gets to the farthest tilt, that's the solstice. In the winter, that's when we're tilting farthest away. In the summer, it's the summer solstice when we're closest in. Halfway between there is the equinox. So as we go from winter solstice to summer solstice, we pass through the spring equinox, which is when the rotation is right square on to the, uh, uh, to the sun. So it basically is halfway between and doesn't really change day to night. Goes around to summertime, that's when we're leaning in the most, that's when it's going to be the warmest. And those are the quarter days. Two equinoxes, two solstices, and each one begins a season. So the winter solstice is the 21st, usually, of December, and it starts the winter season. And that's the longest night of the year, the shortest day of the year, but it's not the coldest. It continues to get colder and colder and colder after that, until you get, it turns out, about midway through the season, or the cross between the quarters. And that's what February 2nd is. Candlemas, or Imbolc, or the Feast of the Presentation, da-da-da-da-da-da. Um, it's kind of the defining moment of the winter season. And the other holiday that we celebrate there is Groundhog Day. Groundhog Day is when Punxsutawney Phil, the famous Pennsylvania groundhog, comes out and if he sees his shadow, then it's going to be six more weeks of cold weather. And if he doesn't, then that means that it's going to be um, uh, it, 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 a milder spring that's coming. And that's kind of the same thing about what's building up for us and what's coming next. And it's a cross-quarter day. And it turns out there are other cross-quarter days that really have uh, a lot of significance. They're kind of the, the epitome of the season that they're in the middle of. The next cross-quarter day that we're going to have is going to be the 1st of May, May Day. And that is a day that feels like springtime, even though we're halfway through the spring season at that point. And in the fall, halfway through that, uh, that quarter, 
is October 31st, which is Halloween. And that's another one. That's you, you think about Halloween, and that gives you the feeling of fall. So it is evocative and meaningful for us. Uh, and then I hear you say, wait a second, you skipped over the one in the, in the summertime. What's the summer one? And it's actually the 1st of August, which is just basically vacation. So we don't actually need to celebrate a holiday, uh, even though the Celtics have one, and I'm sure that the Catholics have one, and you can make a celebration out of anything. But that's kind of the point of celebrating across quarter day. It's because there's something good that's available in every day, at every moment. There is always something to celebrate. And the first thing you have to do is know where you are. What's going on for you? What is going on for you right now so that you can find the good in the circumstance of the situation? And sometimes there's just joyous things bubbling up. You don't need to have a name for it. It's the middle of summer. It's August 1st. It's like, okay, we went to the beach last week and we can go to the beach again this week and go for a walk in the woods and it's just going to be nice. Or maybe there's a challenge going on. Maybe there's something different going on. It's a wonderful little story by uh, uh, Portia Nelson. It's called, I walk down another street. I walk down the street. There's a deep hole in the sidewalk. I fall in. I am lost. I am helpless. It isn't my fault. It takes forever to find a way out. I walk down the same street. There's a deep hole in the sidewalk. I pretend I don't see it. I fall in again. I can't believe I'm in the same place but it isn't my fault. It still takes me a long time to get out. Regardless of what the circumstance, the situation that we're in, we have the invitation to look at it and say, yes, I want more of this, or no, I want something different. And by being aware of what we're bringing to the situation, of who we are, of how we're engaging with the situation, we have an opportunity to make some choices. The first one that you can use is your body. As you're sitting there right now, listening to this talk, you are inside of your body. You are living in your body. And it is not just a designer leather bag to put your life in. It is the one that you have. And there are some parts of your body that might be uh, giving you a little bit of distraction or difficulty. There might be something that's uncomfortable. Maybe your shoulders are tense. Maybe your foot hurts. Maybe not. Maybe everything in your body feels good. Everything is really comfortable. You're feeling fit and exercised and comfortable and healthy and happy. Be aware of it. Take a moment, just close your eyes and be aware of your body. The parts of it that you are satisfied and delighted by and the parts of it that are opportunities for improvement. Take a deep breath. Be filled and let it go. The body that you live in is the first of the layers of the onion that you get to deal with. It is the core of what you do and you bring it everywhere with you. The other one is your surroundings, the area where you are. It's the chair that you're sitting in. Is that a comfortable chair? Is it cozy and warm and supporting you nicely? Is it lumpy and distracting? I mean, I happen to be sitting in a, an office chair that I got at Staples probably 15 years ago, and the padding has roached around, and it's probably time to get a different one. And I'm aware of that, and I have, the, I have certainly had the opportunity to go find myself a different chair, and I haven't done it yet. But that awareness is part of the transformation and the transition 
that I get to make, I get to choose. And the same thing is true of our activities. And that's the activities we have from breathing, which by the way, you've been doing since before I started talking and you're continuing to do. And a lot of times we take that for granted because it does happen automatically. But we can also be aware of our breathing and intentional in our breathing and grateful for our breathing. Because everything that we require in life is being given to us. And our breathing is an example of that gift being given and being received, sometimes without thinking. You know, when we think about the, the things that are a, a challenge or a difficulty for us, you know, a lot of people say, well, I'm worried about money. Well, then again, you probably know people who have gone through most of their life without any money, and somehow they make it. There's a way to make it through without having whatever you think of as an important amount of money. And then the next one that's important is shelter. And we all find some shelter one way or another. Sometimes there are challenges. Absolutely, there are sometimes challenges in finding a place to live and having a place to live. There are stories of people who are homeless. But that's a long-term problem. Somebody without shelter you know, can just lean on friends or on the system and last for months before having to do something to provide their own shelter. Food? Yeah. You go weeks without food. I don't want to. I don't really want to skip lunch today, but I could. Water? Even more important. A few days without water and then the, the system stops working. And we think about shelter and money and maybe food a lot more than we think about water or breathing. But without breathing, five minutes and it's done. So the reminder is that we can be aware of our activities and engage with them in a way that is going to bring uplift for us. Even if it's just about being grateful for that breath that we're taking. Go ahead, take a deep breath in. Feel yourself be filled. Let it go. Feel yourself release. And as you continue breathing, be in that space of awareness of the good that's always being provided for you. Portia's story continues. I walk down the same street. There's a deep hole in the sidewalk. I see it's there. I still fall in. It's a habit. My eyes are open. I know where I am. It is my fault. And I get out immediately. And that's the invitation, is we can do the same thing over and over again. And we a lot of times we do until we choose something different. And oh, by the way, you can't choose not to do something. You can't choose not to do something. What you have to do is choose what you want to do instead. That is what we love to refer to as the pivot. Because the universe abhors a vacuum. You can't empty something out and just leave it there. Because you'll be attracted right back into the same hole again because you don't have something to do instead. So we get to be at choice. We get to choose. We get to set the intention, and the answer is going to be yes. The answer is going to be yes. I walk down the same street. There's a deep hole in the sidewalk. I walk around it. I walk down another street. We can choose. We can engage with this infinite creative power that creates everything to bring about the yes that we're looking for. How do you want to feel? What are you going to do to support yourself in feeling that way? How is it that you're going to partner with that infinite creative power that creates everything to create that next newness for you? Everything is possible. 
Principle is not bound by precedent. We always get to choose. Joe and I had the honor of uh, going to a memorial service yesterday for Aza. And we'd known Aza for about a year on the meditations, had never met her in person, and got to get together with her family and with her friends and hear stories about this wonderful life lived. And we knew that she was ill, seriously ill, but that's not how she defined her life. And the stories that everybody told about the things that she did and what she brought to it, when she found out that she was sick, she says, I am going to live fully for as long as it lasts. And she dealt with the challenges and she dealt with the circumstances and the situations and the stories that people told about the bright light of love that shined into their life because of her were just astounding. She, it turns out, had set the intention that she wanted to visit all 50 states. And she did. She visited all 50 states and her goal was to, uh, to go to the library in all 50 states. So that was, that was something that was on her bucket list and she, she did that and she made it work. So if you are called to go to a library in South Carolina or Arkansas, by all means do so. And if there's something else that calls to you, do that. How do you want to feel? What do you want to invite into your life? What are you willing, what are the steps that you're willing to take to make that happen? And Ernest Holmes said that principle is not bound by precedent, which means that what happens tomorrow is not limited by what happened yesterday. It's the same lesson that we learned in the Groundhog Day movie from Bill Murray, who got to do the same thing over and over and over again until he made a different choice, and then he got a different experience. So you can too. Let us celebrate the cross-quarter day. Let's be our own Groundhog Day and bring in something new and wonderful because you deserve it. And so it is.